0: Welcome to Raising Parents Podcast, support for the journey of parenting. Our children are constantly growing and every day holds new challenges and opportunities. We believe that transformed parents positively impact their children's lives. That's why it's critical we parents keep growing in every way more and more like Christ. Informed by social science and Christian faith, the Raising Parents Podcast is a practical resource to encourage and equip parents. We are a ministry of Highland Park Community Church in Casper, Wyoming, and we are so glad that you are here today. Hey, I am joined by one of my favorite people, my favorite people, Mr. Todd Graham from Atlanta, Georgia. My name's Harold, and I am the family ministry pastor here at Highland, and I want to welcome and introduce you to Todd. Hey, Todd.
1: Hey, Harold. I haven't seen you in so long. It's good to see your face. They cannot see your face, but I'm with you on Zoom. And man, it is great to connect again. And hello, everybody else. It's nice to meet you.
0: Awesome. Todd, you're looking good, buddy. It's so It's been way too long. <laughs> True. Real good. So um, Todd, tell us a little bit about yourself. Let us know who you are and why are you joining us on this podcast today?
1: Sure, I live in Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm a family and marriage advocate. My entire mission in life is to make sure that um, parents help their kids and their spouses, and uh, to move forward and live a better story.
0: A better story, amen. And we've got a fun topic for today. Listen to this title: Tips, Tricks, and Hacks to Make Every Day Count in the Life of Your Family. That's a pretty. That's a mouthful, right there. Tips, it is tricks, hard to and hacks. <laughs>
1: That's really the the trick is just getting to the everyday, right? We can't uh, look at the long term and actually accomplish something. It's figuring out how to be successful and joyful in the journey every day.
0: The journey every day. And so this is this is a day. This is the day that we have an opportunity that we have um we're alive and breathing, right? To speak tr- truth, hope and love into the lives of our children. And so yeah. um we want to make this worth your time. We you you've uh j- Uh, tuned in and you're going to give us a little bit of your time and we're going to make it worth your while because these tips these tricks and these hacks this is good stuff this this is uh, money in the bank if you'll uh, take and listen and employ these with your family so let's 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 jump in todd let's talk about some of the tips what would be some of the tips that we would want to start with um in in in, uh, helping our families
1: Uh, the first one is the space between the parents ears most statistics are saying right now parents don't feel like they're being great parents or that they don't know how to do this thing right now. And it makes a ton of sense in the middle of where society is and with COVID and they're, they're learning to be teachers and, and leaders and guiders. And they're, they're trying to just do the best that they can is a phrase I keep hearing over and over Todd. I'm just trying to do my best to mm. get through the Monday. And the, the truth is you're equipped to do it. God gave you your kid for a reason. he thinks that you are just the person to raise this little human. And when you can get to the fact where you believe that and that you can make a difference in the small things every day and get into some quick habits, then, then your chances of success go way up. So the, the first tip is, Hey, tell yourself you can do it.
0: Boy, that's good words. Those, those are good words. We don't hear enough affirmation in our, in our culture and in our world. And certainly parents like to say, just doing the best they can. I, parents, you're, you need to hear you're knocking it out. I mean, you're, loving your kids in a very difficult season of life. And, and yet I see parents who are just, again, that negative speak, that they're, they're not seeing themselves as successful as parents. And I want to just uh, just congratulate them for the, the, the motive and, and their heart that they have for their kids because that's, that's parenting is uh, just, again, in your heart and in your mind, the value you see of that precious child in front of you, that's, you're, you're knocking it out. And I'm just so grateful for that. Um, Gosh,
1: yeah. Give, give yourself a pat on the back if you can say that my kid put their head on the pillow tonight and they felt loved.
0: There it is. That,
1: that's your biggest one and probably your number one goal. That's you know, it. I started when I was out in public, I, I've started to pull parents aside. If I see a dad sitting with a kid at a restaurant or shopping with him, I'll stop them and say, hey, you're being a great dad you're being a great set of parents here. I cannot tell you more than half the time I get tears. The biggest, burliest men in the world and will look at me and say, no one's ever told me that we're all struggling with it. Even the, the, the best gurus of parenting ministry. I know they question themselves, but it's, it's just, it really is just a small habits every day and leaving some memories for your kids.
0: That's it. And being strategic about that as a family ministry guy i i I am i'm that creepy old guy that will come up to you in in the mall or in the in a convenience store and say man you have a beautiful family i'm telling you i'm just i am just yeah i um i just saw you and it just blesses me to see you with your kids just to speak that words of truth and hope because they are um they're they're doing a great job and need to hear that more often than hey get a get a handle on your kid over there or or can you control that it's like man uh, just to speak that words of truth and hope and love and into the life of our parents, um,
1: we yeah. have a tendency to reflect our negativity uh, and and grasp onto what we're doing wrong. But yeah. you have your kid; they feel loved. You're doing it right.
0: Well, one of the tips that I I like to communicate to parents is to be authentic, to just be transparent and vulnerable with your kids. Let them see who you are as a, as a grown human trying to manage your own life in the world and and it's amazing how they will relate to that and and find if we um, give ourselves permission to do that they will themselves will do the same and they'll be vulnerable with you they'll, you'll hear uh, communications conversations that you otherwise would not have if you're that parent that thinks that you have to have it all together and have all the right answers for your kids they know that and um, they see that tension within you but if you're vulnerable with them and says man that's a tough one buddy you know um us us you're going to have to help me figure this out myself. Cause that's, that's a good one. Haven't heard that one before. Um, so being authentic is a great tip is a great tip that I, I would love to give. And, and now I want to just transition into something. Listen to this Todd. the five love languages, right? That stuff came out in 1992. That's almost 30 years old material. And you know what? We still offer that as an adult uh, workshop, um, every year. And we still get filled with people uh, who want to learn this, this five love language materials. And so speaking love language, speaking love into the life of your children, talk to us a little bit about that.
1: Absolutely. And I don't know if you know this, but you can fact check me on this it is the next largest selling book. Still the new editions that keep coming out next to the Bible in wow. the world. It's Tw- in tons of languages.
0: 20 million but- copies sold. I saw today. Yeah, that's great.
1: It, it's a constant. And that, that just shows the need. It's not just a Christian thing. That's a human thing. The need yeah. to be loved. How we feel loved is so important. And, um, In the middle of this, the being authentic thing that you just mentioned, to not be authentic with your kids actually sets them up cognitively, mentally for failure. Because if they blow it or if they're struggling with something and they think, my dad, my mom, they never deal with this. I must be broken. So when you share with your kid, you know, one of our favorite things to do at my house is, hey, dad screwed up. I loved it. My kids love to hear stories. Your kids love to hear stories about you. So I I tell my kids when I blew it, when I, when I messed something up and we laugh about it and, and that enables them to see that flawed is not horrible and that they can do it too. And it turns you into a champ. And that's honestly, uh, if you're going to get to a kid's love language, the authenticity part has to come first. So you nailed them in order.
0: Yeah, it really does. It really does, you know. Of all the things, as a grandparent and a parent now of several years, uh, the best advice, best words I think I've ever spoken to my son and to my to my kids is, "I'm sorry."
1: Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. Two super powerful words right there.
0: It just it it's just so freeing, and um, I've I watched my my children in front of me transform into into just soft, vulnerable, receptive um, uh, the people that I know they are. Uh, amazing people and, um, just giving them the, per- the permission. Because when I said, I'm sorry, um, that gave them permission to say, you know what, maybe, and maybe I, I need a little bit of that myself to grace and forgiveness that we can give as families. Cause we're just, we're imperfect people. And, Absolutely.
1: Uh, yeah. And I'm sorry, actually <laughs> forces the gloves to come off. It keeps people from being defensive. Yeah,
0: And we're going to do more of this. We're going to bring, uh, talk, uh, in future dates about more tips, but I'm going to move us over now to tricks. Um, I'd love, I, I love it tricks because, um, I, I have to just tell the little ones and, and my, my grandkids and, and I tell myself this more often than they, that I've lived a few more years. I might know a few more things and you know what? Um, you may not even know what I'm doing right now, but I do. So some tricks that we would know not to be deceptive or, 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 or uh, in way wrong with them, but just strategic in how we're going to parent them. So what's some of your tricks with, with parenting?
1: Uh, one of the best ones, if you're trying to raise a, a good adult, if you're trying to raise a good human, not just get through the behavior issues of the day, uh, <laughs> stop telling more statements and ask better questions.
0: Oh, that's good.
1: Stop telling more statements and ask better questions. It, it, it's kind of funny. We as adults tell kids when and where they blow it and where they mess up. Newsflash, the kid knows. <laughs> Your kid knows where they messed up. But if you want them to be a critical thinker, where instead of just choosing the right behavior, if they learn to make the right decision, which is more effective when you're not there, then you ask them good questions, say, Hey, what happened? Uh, What was your response? Why did you respond that way? And how did it work for you? So instead of just telling the kid what they need to do next time, you're forcing them to start thinking through their own behavior and decisions. And you're really helping to uh, raise them uh, in your in your favor. It just takes a little more patience, but it's always worth it later on.
0: That is awesome. You're right in my wheelhouse. Now, Todd, because I'm, I'm, so, you know, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And so, um, I ask questions all day long. I love a good question. I, I seriously will say a, a good question to me is more valuable than a good answer. Um, Absolutely. I just really enjoy good questions and watching, uh, myself and others kind of wrestle through that. So asking good questions, Hey, I want to talk, this is a trick. It's a trick, but, um, but it's a great value value. And that is emotional intelligence right? Oh, okay. Is being able to manage your emotions when your little one hasn't quite learned that skill, even your adult children maybe haven't uh, been able to fully navigate how how they can manage their emotions. So in an emotionally volatile moment, you're the calm in the storm and, and the difference you can make in the life. So how, how have you seen that work in, in, in your work?
1: That's a game changer. And Anybody who can perfect this art, it doesn't just change their kids, but it changes them. When you're dealing with stressful situations, here's a tip I learned from one of my friends, Bob Goff. Turn your hands up. Yeah. When you're talking to someone and they're stressed, turn your palms up. This works great with your kids because if your hands are open, you're in a posture of receiving. Mm. You physically are standing in a way or sitting in a way that you don't normally. So you're having to think about it.
0: Oh, that's good. And you can't
1: fight with open hands. So you're thinking about how you're being perceived. Because here's here's a big truth when we're in the heat of the moment, we never think about. If you're stressed with a kid and they know it, what you have to say doesn't matter because of how you feel and how they're feeling towards yeah. you is, is going to be the green light or the red light. So if you want them to hear you and if you all want to have a legitimate communication happen about what you're discussing, you have to remain in control. And and honestly, every interaction with you is your kid's school for how they're going to learn to behave with the other adults around them when they're your age right
0: Man, that's see that's the that's worth the price of admission right there that i needed to hear that today myself thanks so much for that hands open be open in dialogue and with your emotions with with your kids that's that's awesome Um, put
1: a smile on your face is the other thing
0: okay oh yeah okay
1: you can physically change how your you are coming across then your thoughts will slow down your words will come out kinder and it will be received a lot better it's, it is animal nature if there is a bad tone, physical abruptness uh, to, to do the fight or flight thing. But yeah. learn a valuable lesson is not part of that.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And, and so when communication studies, we know the, the predominant communication is nonverbal. That, right. that is how we mostly communicate amongst each other, amongst ourselves, the nonverbals. And so that's, that's awesome. Hey, I'm a big fan of, of child development. I'm a big fan of, of educating and understanding child development. And I'm going to just do a shameless plug for my friends at orange, uh, orange ministries and the phase curriculums that they, that they have, uh, created and presented. Um, Todd, I know you work closely with orange, so just have everyone understand quickly, just, um, how the phase development, um, materials work.
1: Gosh, yeah. The phase developments, uh, will steer parents towards where your child should be at physically, mentally, uh, spiritually, and emotionally. And they have just resources for days. I know you guys are familiar with it. have a lot of it at your church. Yeah. But every parent uh, needs to realize that you have a different kid this year than you did last year. You'll have a different kid in six months than you do right now. And learning, that's the frustrating part. By the time we finally feel caught up, they've moved on. So if you can get ahead of the game and, and stay where your kid's at, you can help them grow. And Kristen Ivey from Orange came up with uh, the the things that every kid needs to be to thrive over time as constant habits from their adults those are time they need your time they need your love they need your words they need stories everybody kids love great stories about you Um, tribes they need to be around other kids and other people who love them and they need to have fun because if if you're not having fun with a kid they don't know if you like them or not
0: that's it that's it i had um one parent i was working with um it was a fun fun moment where She's like that little guy. He's he's just a little narcissist, and we're like, well, yeah, he's seven. <laughs> he's supposed to be a narcissist. His whole world revolves around him. Everything's about him right now. And it's if you understand child development, it's like that's not all bad. <laughs> you know, it's okay, it's all right. But just that she's like um, seeing him through the lens of an adult, and he's like, well, he's just a little narcissist. I say he's seven. <laughs> so, child development, being being a, a someone who's willing to uh, to understand. And accept uh, uh, where where our children are at in their in their age of development, hey, one last trick that I um, and it's it's not even a trick, but it's something that maybe a tip, I don't know, but and just simply this to pay attention. I love being students of of children. I love watching um, how they are behaving and and um, and seeing their stories unfold right in front of me, um, because these years are amazing years of development and and the way they view the world is priceless. And so um, paying attention, what do you think?
1: Oh, gosh, yeah. And figure out where a kid is, not not just during the week, but during during that minute, where are they? And and yeah. honestly, there's so much scripture about learning to see life through the eyes of a kid, right? Yeah. And even inheriting the kingdom of heaven, we have to be open like little kids. That's actually why I love working with kids, because my own perspective shifts. Yeah. We get worried about mortgages and uh, all the things going on in, in politics, but kids are delighted that there was a butterfly or a deer that they saw. And the fact that God made the sky blue and the grass green. And man, if, if we as adults could learn to to live like that, uh, we'd be a lot better, but jump in with the kids, start to view and and talk about life like they do. And, and you're going to make, make your relationship go a ton deeper, very
0: quickly. Amen, brother. When, when we remind ourselves that we are children of God, right? We are children of God in God's eyes when he looks at his, you know, he's shaking his head like we would with the three-year-old saying, I can't believe you put that there, you know, uh, or did that. (laughs) I just can't believe God's got to be looking down and says, Oh, just look. But, um, but if we can remain curious and remain, um, again, just have that perspective and remain teachable. I said this to a, a parent the other day. Do you believe that your son or daughter, even at their age can teach you anything? And it was a game changer. They just stopped in the room. They just, um, they never were humble before their children to say, maybe I, I could learn from them. And um, yeah. So uh, uh, pay attention and remain teachable. Okay. Hacks, man, here we go. Hacks. This is a fun one. Okay. What would you describe as a hack in parenting?
1: <laughs> a hack is a way to make things easier and more effective Oh, a way to make things easier, and more effective. And in this case, it's, it's growing your, your kid and being, being a great parent to a great kid. Um, Cause let's be honest. Parenting is tough. And there's there's not a handbook on your kid. They're all different, yeah. and you never you never get it figured out. And God probably feels the same way about us as his <laughs> kids. Yeah. So the the best hacks you can figure out is the the way to make it work the best that you can, and try to enjoy it too. And the the whole goal of this is, and this is really the trick to parenting: it's turning everyday minutes into moments that matter.
0: Ooh, talk more about that. Turning that's everyday good.
1: Minutes into moments that matter, and and here's why that's your win, and. I know so many parents that have kids in first grade and they're already talking about the colleges the kids are going to and they want their kids to be in the right sports and things they're looking at long term. The biggest win doesn't happen long term, the biggest win is the day to day. Mm. And if you think back to your own childhood, we only remember the highlights right. We remember the very best, and we remember the very worst. We don't remember our average days. Heck, I don't remember last week Harold.
0: Okay, I won't even go there, ma'am, because my memory, we can't even go there. (laughs)
1: to see what day it was today. Yeah. But we remember the highlights. Uh, I come from a broken family. I was Mm -hmm. raised by a single mom in downtown Atlanta. And looking back, thinking about uh, my dad, when I did see him when I was little, I remember the times where I just gut laughed and had such a great time with him. And I remember the times that I was terrified uh, because I rarely saw him. And and there was a lot of turmoil in my house when we first started out as a family. Mm -hmm. So... Knowing that if you're armed with that, you have an opportunity to make one good memory for your kid every day. Mm. What if then our goal is to, we are, cause whether we like it or not right now, we are compiling our children's mental notebook of us. Mm. They're going to be at our funeral one day and going, my dad was, or my mom was, my grandparents were, and all they have to do, all they, all, the only tools they have are those pictures, those snapshots of the day-to-day to roll back through. Yeah. You know, funerals are filled with remember wins. Hey, remember that time when, hey, you remember that? So knowing that we can make more great remember wins and snapshots for the day. And here's how we do it at our house. Here's, here's what we tell parents. Um, we try to make your kid laugh every day. Find out what they're into and be into it. Uh, my kid, my, my oldest listens to music that you would never catch me at a concert at. But when he's home... We listen to it. Okay. I'll dance to it, which makes him turn it off usually because I'm I'm an old dad. But whatever it is, if they find it funny, I'm gonna find it funny. If they find it interesting, I find it interesting. And what what happens is we open up dialogue, right? Yeah. But we are big fans of sticky notes. The the 3M Sticky Note Corporation sends me a thank you letter at the end of every <laughs> fiscal year for supporting them. We leave newts everywhere. They go in their lunch boxes. They go on mirrors. They they go in the cars of my older ones that drive. Just uh, they can be jokes. They can be reminders. Their life quotes are just, Hey, remember your dad thinks you're the best. Yeah. And I started a, a habit with all of my kids when they're the only ones with me. I always end up our conversations with you're my favorite. Don't tell your siblings. <laughs> also, uh, make good use of your texting device, uh, that phone thing. We, I send my kids and my wife text all throughout the day, just not getting in their business. Just, hey, remember, I love you. Hey, remember, God loves you. Or you're awesome, so act like it today. Just little tips and reminders. Um, we take pictures regularly, but instead of keeping them on the phone, I'll actually get them developed. It's like three cents now. And then we leave them around the house. We'll shove them the same place we would stick the sticky notes. Wow once a year and we won't tell them when we randomly have ice cream dinner there's directions that there nothing will be made in the kitchen we go to an ice cream parlor and get totally sick you know you're thinking <laughs> why would you do stuff like that because i'm setting up my memories for my kids hmm. and my wife is the queen of celebration she has she will celebrate every day she's got calendars from all across the world if it's bank day in australia we're going to celebrate it somehow
0: <laughs> decorate the house.
1: And, and again all this sounds dumb but we actually had the opportunity to hear our, our own children in the living room with a group of other kids. My wife and I were in the kitchen sitting on talking about their family. And what they said was, yeah, our family kind of celebrates everything. Our family, blah, blah, blah. Our family has pizza game night every Friday. Our fa-. And we thought, ha, huh, we win. It's one of those elusive parent wins. You never actually see them, but you know they have to exist, kind of like baby pigeons. <laughs> so we finally made one, right? So- it's those little things that uh, those hacks of just trying to make everyday minutes turn into a snapshot into moments that matter that are game changers for every single parent. I don't care where you're at across the States.
0: And Todd, that was when I first called you and and we discussed uh, about doing a podcast together, you mentioned that that's your heartbeat, making those moments that last and, and memories that last. Uh, I knew then we have to talk about that because that uh, I came up with the words uh, stri- strategic intentionality right so that i you have a plan I, when i when you were uh, telling me and just as you did how you m- look for moments and you're strategically uh, very in- uh, looking for uh, a plan a way to make this a memorable day a memorable moment, and then not just having the plan but then implementing that it's really um awesome to say that I met Todd uh, several years ago at a conference uh, at the orange conference and um we would not have a relationship today. We really wouldn't. Todd, if it, you didn't put into practice with me what you do with your family, and that was, um, you made this comment, Harold, if it comes to mind, it should come to text. And so you um, you would text me randomly throughout the year, hey, I'm thinking about you, praying for you today, and it couldn't help but encourage me to do the same back, not just to you, but to others, and that's become more of a, a, a pattern in my life. And um, I'm so grateful for that, brothers, that, that you just kind of influenced me in that way. But you don't just talk about having, you don't have a strategy of doing that. You're very intentional about making that happen. And I can just imagine how, I mean, again, as you said, how you do that with your family. And guys, if, if we would do that with our families, if that we would uh, be thinking about what is the story they tell about our family when they're away from us? How do they report and define us? And what are the memories? Um, I wish I could uh, tell you who, who came up with this uh, clear statement, but it was simply this, that I will remember more about how I felt being with you than I will what we actually did. Um, I'll remember my feelings of our time together. And, um, my father, uh, passed away in, in April of this year and all of my memories that I have of him first are initiated by the sentiments, the feelings that I had around those moments. And then I'm able to start remembering the particulars of the moment, but how he made me feel or how he influenced my, my, my heart when he was around, um, being strategic and what's the, what's the, uh, the mood in the room today and how can I influence that and, and and help my son or daughter, grandkids, um, feel loved and feel valued in the moment.
1: Absolutely. People will forget what you say. They'll forget what you do, but they will never, ever forget how you made them feel. And that that's actually the filter that people have in their relationship with you. But what you said about the strategic intentionality is so important because during this podcast, now that I've I've been married 21 years and two of my kids are in college and I have some behind that, but this wasn't just an easy flow for me. This is something I still have to be intentional and strategic about. I plan it out. I have my own sticky notes that I leave to remind me to do those things.
0: Right? <laughs> I love it.
1: I have a bracelet that I have to wear that says, be fun. Uh, it sounds like I got it all figured out and packaged right now, but I don't. I am not the fun one in my family. My, my Southern California laid back wife, she's the fun one. I, I, I was a cop for a lot of my life. I was pastoring and family stuff, but also a cop in Metro Atlanta. I was the not fun person. Everything that we've talked about right now, I've had to learn and I've had to make incredible strategic and intentional decisions to do. Like I said, I, I, I was raised in a single parent household in Atlanta. I didn't know how to be a good dad. I didn't know how to be a good husband. Yeah. This is all stuff I had to work on and I still have to work on it. And I will always be working on it. And when the next round hits and I got grandkids, I'm still going to be working on it. But if you decide ahead of time the why, and you decide ahead of time that, hey, this is what I'm going to be about. This is what I'm going to be remembered for is making those everyday minutes, moments that matter. Then, then you can do it and remind yourself. It's just like any other habit, exercise, eating right, et cetera. Uh, be strategic because it always pays off. Be intentional about it.
0: Very, very good. And, and so Todd, we're going to wrap up here with uh, I just kind of maybe return to where we began. I'm sitting here thinking yeah. of, of those who, um, who blessed us with their presence and listening to this podcast today. And I'm thinking about moms and dads where you might be. And I just want to return back to all those voices that might be saying that you're, you're in trouble with your family or that you're doing something wrong. I just want to, uh, want you to hear God's voice saying that you are loved, that he has more than enough for you to be the parent that he's called you to be, that you are equipped you are loved as his precious child. And that, um, I mean, Todd and I, there's, there's a, a number of individuals, other adults in, that say, we're in this together, that really have a passion and a burden to come alongside and say, um, okay, I, I might have something for you today, but I also might need something from you today. That we would live in community, that we would live in such a way that we can love on one another and support each other and, and, and raise our children um, in such a way that they can see us modeling uh, the little people uh, the people that we want, um, them to grow up to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, Hey, this is, this is awesome, buddy. I love so much that we did this, this, this was, we're going to, we're going to do more of this and, uh, yeah, we and, are. And well, I we're
1: love- going to, I'm going to flip the tables on you. I'm going to have you come on my podcast and we're just going to keep walking through this because every parent can do it. And I think, uh, we're going to use our voices to make sure it happens. Parents. I love you. You're awesome. And, uh, thanks for your time today. We'll catch up again.
0: Hey, Todd, just real quick, I want to make sure. So we are Raising Parents podcast, but what what is the title of your podcast?
1: Well, we've just ended the, the, the five-minute family podcast. We're about to launch on something brand new. Uh, it's going to have a lot of the tips and tricks and hacks. It's going to be short and sweet and just trying to champion every day. So we'll be launching it brand new, so you'll be one of the first.
0: Oh, man, that's exciting. See, we get, do more of this. And, and like I said, for the text that you send me, and just the, the relationship and the friendship that we have, I thank you so much for it and look forward to partnering and, and again, serving with you, brother. I love you so much. All you right, guys.
1: my favorite podcast host. Don't tell the others. Oh,
0: don't t- I love it. I won't I won't say a thing. I won't say a thing. Well, guys, once again, thank you so much for joining us at Raising Parents Podcast. We're going to let you go for now and um, just know that you are loved and that God has a plan and purpose for you as his precious child, as you raise his precious children. God bless you.